0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Let's pretend for just a moment that my wife doesn't do my laundry and I go into the washroom to do laundry, just, just pretending, hypothetical. And you open the washer and there are clothes in the washer that have not been put in the dryer to dry. Now, I'm not sure what is worse. If there are clothes in the washer that need to be put in the dryer, if there are clothes in the washer and there's clothes in the dryer that have been dried and not taken out and folded, or if there are clothes in the washer that have not been washed at all, they're just sitting in there. Or you do your load of laundry in the washer and go to put them in the dryer, and there are clothes in the dryer that haven't been taken out and folded, or that haven't even been run through the cycle to dry and are damp. I'm not sure what is worse, but there's got to be a law in the washroom job completion. I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know if it's the kids, I don't know if it's other people living in the house, I don't know if it's the spouse, but there has got to be something done. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. It's just something has got to be done. Welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat. are bad and uh, really that goes without saying but i just had to say it anyway but it's not quite as bad as evander kane the nhl player with the san jose sharks whose wife claims that he is a gambling addict who has now left her with no money to even buy formula for their daughter So apparently she's pregnant and they're getting a divorce and she believes that hubby is a gambling addict who tanked games for profit and abandoned her with their toddler to go party in Europe while their house is being taken by the bank. Wow. She posted all this on Instagram and it is now of course, you know, led to a full investigation. The National Hockey League said, yes, uh, you know, we are uh, we are aware of the post. Really? Yeah. She crushed him. And if it's true, wow. Um, she goes on to say, how does the NHL let a compulsive gambling addict still play when he's obviously throwing games to win money? Wow. Um, in another, she wrote, can someone ask Commissioner... Uh, Batman! how they let a player gamble on his own games, bet and win with bookies on his own games. I don't know that he won a lot since he's having his house uh, closed up on. But, you know, um, amazing that uh, the manager of Evander said, we've been advised not to say anything right now, adding that the couple just having problems, and the player would speak out after the investigation is Complete and in a statement to social media, Evander Kane, the player, of course, denied the accusations by his soon-to-be ex-wife, calling them false, and that he has never gambled, bet on a uh, on hockey, or any San Jose Sharks game. While adding that he had never thrown any games either, he added that he is looking forward to cooperating fully with the NHL's investigation. So that looks as though uh, maybe he is a big gambler just going, got to prove that he's never gambled on his own games or other NHL games. Wow. Now he's filed for bankruptcy in California just two years after signing a seven-year $49 million contract with the Sharks. <laughs> he's being sued by a Las Vegas casino for over $500,000 in gambling debts. Wow she went on to describe a devastating scene in her Instagram stories this weekend. So you leave July 8th. You do not call or text at all for seven days. Then you inform me you are in, you're going to Europe for a vacation. Must be nice. But at the same time, tell me our house is being taken by the bank. But do you come home to help your pregnant wife? pack or help her with anything at all. You have enough money to party and stay in hotels in Europe, go to dinners every night, but I can't buy my daughter formula and you force me to sell my wedding ring to have any money to survive as you party every night. Never calling your daughter, never asking, not even one time how I'm doing myself. I don't know if there are even words to describe the kind of evil person that you are to abandon your wife who is pregnant with your son and your one-year-old daughter who walked around the house with her bunny saying, dada, for a week looking for you. Don't post old pictures like you're home or like you're with her. Everyone knows the type of person you are. Wow. Uh, Man, if this is true, now look we know that you know divorce is an ugly thing and people say a lot of a lot of things to drive a wedge even deeper between the two people who are getting divorced i understand that but if this is true and he has this huge gambling addiction and he's betting on the nhl and leaving his wife home with the baby and another baby on the way and he is broke And yet spending all this money on partying in Europe, hmm, that doesn't bode well for Evander Kane. So whoever is not telling the truth in this marital struggle is in big trouble and even worse now. I mean, I don't know how, I I don't know how he continues to be a part of the NHL unless any of it's not true. And even if it's not true that he didn't bet on NHL games, let's say he's just a gambling addict, but he never bet on, you know, the NHL games or his San Jose Sharks team to win or lose. um, Wow, that is not good. I mean, they won't even let Pete Rose into the Baseball Hall of Fame, which he should be, by the way, because of his gambling addiction at the time, maybe still today. So, uh, just not good. For Evander Kane or or his wife, but you know she looks as though she's you know backed into a corner and doesn't know what else to do. I hope she I hope she gets something out of the deal, but it's not pretty. Be ready for that battle to continue on with the Canes. Speaking of struggling after divorce or during a divorce, I see where the Bezoses are really struggling. Uh, Mackenzie, uh, former wife of Jeff Bezos. Uh, lost $4.6 billion on Friday, making her the 22nd richest person in the world. I know. She's only worth like $56 billion now. And Jeffrey lost $13.5 billion. <laughs> That's a tough day. You think you're having a bad day? Yeah. Well, he lost $13.5 billion. Now, I don't think we need to start a GoFundMe because one story says he's still the richest guy in the world, according to this Bloomberg Billionaire's Index. And then there's another story that says Bernard oh no, Mr. French billionaire, is in the top spot now. So he's battling out. I'm not sure whether Jeff is number one or number two in a lot of people's books. We do know that Amazon has uh, now employed almost a million people in the U.S., Uh, which is incredible, right? And they're looking at, uh, I know, slowing sales growth because everything is, you know, post-pandemic lockdown now, but they still need more warehouse space and they're still growing. And all of these companies enjoyed this huge surge of sales during the pandemic and people are now not really buying things online, A, I don't know, you know, whether they have the money, but they're definitely using the excuse of, well, people are going out and about now, so they're not spending as much money uh, online like they used to. Well, I mean, all the companies uh, are definitely dropping. I mean, Etsy, Wayfair, eBay, all fell as investors questioned whether they could maintain the COVID momentum, which, I mean, they're not going to do. They're just not going to do. Now, Amazon did bring in 113 billion the last quarter. Mm, that's not bad. But of course it was projected that uh you know it would not it would be a little bit better. But I thought some projections were that it wouldn't be as good as that. That's why there's confusing news over these companies. So, you know, even Pinterest is down. Kimberly Clark down. So, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens here, you know, post-pandemic. Uh, I know we're looking at, uh, you know, possibly heading lockdowns again. I know they're all denying it. And I don't know that we take it. You know, I don't know that the U.S. takes another lockdown. But it is interesting that these companies that are losing money since the lockdowns have come undone, we're back talking about lockdowns again. Hmm. Just a coincidence? yeah probably just a coincidence oh and happy birthday to a huge company (laughs) build-a-bear build-a-bear workshop 25 25 years old i think next year i think they're like 24 and now something but it's amazing that they're you know that they've they've been around for that long and they now have their uh age gated section of the build-a-bear site the bear cave so if you're an adult and want to get your adult product stuffed, boy, that doesn't sound right, does it? I don't think that's what Build-A-Bear does. Build-A-Bear does is not getting there. They have products that they're selling to adults that are going to get stuffed, but it's you're not logging on to Build-A-Bear to get your product stuffed. Yeah, something like that. Not sure that that sounds right, no matter which way I put it, but... Okay. Anyway, they, well, they're almost 25 years old. So happy birthday to build a bear, no matter what they're stuffing. So even though it's the fires of hell in plenty of places around the country, and it's been raining, it was not fires of hell. It's raining and it was not raining. There's fire. But did you get an opportunity to watch any of the Olympics this weekend? Because I did not, I wanted to, and I just couldn't bring myself to watch him. I know that uh, their viewership is down. I don't know, at least a million, right? I mean, their viewership is way down. NBC is really hurting. We'll see how that pans out. It's they have, you know, a few days left uh, to go. Uh, we know that uh, you know we have uh, some athletes saying they're going to uh, protest and have already protested because they are oppressed and they want to represent the oppressed and then we have teams uh, swimming teams and the one swimmer gold medal uh caleb uh dressel his family has been on fire all over they've been all you know red white and blue and all for him and it's been wonderful to see uh, and read the stories about although i haven't watched it like i said and then you have the olympic skater the Dutch Olympic skater that was put into quarantine after testing positive for COVID-19. And she said the conditions were inhuman. They had her quarantine for eight days. She missed her Olympic debut. She had to protest to receive a supervised fresh air break from her room where the window doesn't open. Um, uh, part, fresh air and sunshine is part of what helps you heal. From COVID, I thought, I guess I was wrong. But she said that uh, it was one of the saddest and best moments in her life when she went outside and had the first breath of outside air. So she got to watch anyway the uh, Olympic event that she couldn't participate in. And the 13-year-old from Japan, huh, uh, won the event. She said that was Really cool, and she was happy to see that, was she? And then if you look at the medals, uh, this hurts. This this makes me upset. Now, the U.S. has the most medals right now. As of this recording of Chewing the Fat on the, if you're listening live, it's the 2nd of August. Wow, the 2nd of August, 2021. So, the U.S. at this time has 64 total medals. China has 62 and, uh, you know, so we're number one, yay, but not in the golds, China is seven ahead of us in the gold medal count. This is unacceptable. We need to get on it, uh, pick up the pace. I don't want to hear that we, oh, we won the most medals, but, uh, no, we need to win the most golds as well. This is completely unacceptable. I won't hear of it. I won't hear of it. And I might have to just start watching. If it's going to mean that we get gold medals more than China, then you know I'm gonna. I might have to start watching. Eh, maybe not though. You never know. <laughs> but for us to not have the most golds and the most medals, completely, completely unacceptable. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something ice cold to drink. <laughs> Another divorce in the news. Wow, it's divorce day. <laughs> well, wow, I mean, it's only been really three stories about divorce. Uh, Kelly Clarkson, uh, big divorce from uh, hubby Brandon Blackstock, and that continues. And they're all wound up. Apparently, she's going to have to pay him two hundred thousand in support, two hundred thousand a month. It doesn't say a month in the story, but I'm pretty sure it's a month since they're talking about what she makes each month. So, including her pay, including her fee from her The Voice and her talk show, the Kelly Clarkson show, she's making one point nine million a month. That's that's not bad. So, just give him the two hundred grand a month and get off my back, would you? She's got two kids. It's going to be a. I guess the divorce is going to be final here in a few days. She's been pretty open about uh, the divorce and the struggles that they have. I've got the two kids and she talks about how, uh, she really realizes that she can be open and talk about it, but it has a domino effect in other people's lives. So the two kids, seven and five, uh, apparently, you know, our place, she said she, I'm a mama bear more than I'm anything else. Okay. Um, I have no reason to doubt that. Apparently, he was initially looking for 436000 a month, <laughs> you know, in spousal and child support. Yeah, because you can't get by. You can't get by on 200000 a month. That's just unacceptable. And plus, I mean, she's making $1.9 a month now, but she's... Cutting the new talk show and the new contracts are underway. She's gonna be getting some more money for that show because that shows the new talk show, right? She's the new Ellen, which I, you know, congratulations to her. I didn't I didn't call that. I thought it was gonna be what's her face? Drew Barrymore, but no, it's Kelly Clarkson. So she'll be making more than one point nine million a month very soon. So just give Brandon his two hundred thousand and let's move on. Another star in the news, Jamie Lee Curtis, who is 62 years old as of today. She did an interview with ARP, A-A-R-P, in uh, the magazine's upcoming issue. And, I mean, who doesn't get ARP magazine? Uh, she said that her husband, Christopher Guest, who was oh, only 10, 11 years her older, her elder, uh, Christopher Guest, they watched in wonder and pride as their son became their daughter. I mean, the quote is, uh, we've watched in wonder and pride as our son became our daughter, Ruby. Oh, 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 congratulations. The actress added that Ruby and her fiance will get married next year at a wedding that Jamie Lee is going to officiate. Ruby 25, formerly Thomas, is a computer gaming editor who was born a biological male and has appeared at recent red carpet events with Curtis and guests still appearing to represent as a male. But evidently, that has changed over the last few years. And with his permission, uh, Curtis publicly shared the update for the first time with AARP. She said that her and her husband have another child, 34-year-old daughter, Annie, who is married and is a dance instructor. Oh, that is so special. She went on to explain that her son's gender transformation is loosely aligned with her own psychological transformation or the great mental migration, as she calls it. She described her life as a constant metamorphosis. I am somebody who sheds every day. Let's get rid of that. I don't need that. It's all about old ideas that don't work anymore. Right Thank you. Let's get rid of that. I don't need that. It's all about old ideas that don't work anymore. Man, I wish I could buy into that. I need that in my life, actually. One of the biggest old ideas that she has shed recently is the notion that gender is fixed. Right? Bursting with ideas and hungry for knowledge. (sighs) Jamie Lee is making up for lost time. Yes, I know. It's possible that Curtis's new progressive revelations are a symptom of being cooped up inside for too long during the pandemic. The actress allegedly hadn't shaken anyone's hand since the start of the pandemic until shaking the hand of the ARP interviewer Meg Grant. She was stunned and exuberant. Oh my God, look what just happened. I didn't put my elbow up. I didn't try to not to connect. I connected with you. Yours is the first human hand I've shaken in more than a year. Oh, and listen, uh, A-R-A-R-P, AARP ARP, uh, was glad and very careful to note that Curtis was fully vaccinated for COVID-19 and was aware that Meg Grant, who came to do the interview, had been vaccinated as well, so... All I know is, get rid of that, okay? I don't need it. It's all about old ideas that don't work anymore. (laughs) Think about it. Speaking of old ideas that don't work anymore, the movie theater. I know that Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney uh, over the Disney Plus release of Black Widow she claims that that broke her contract. I don't know, you know, if it broke her contract, then that's an issue. But if she didn't know that it was part of the deal, I, that's her manager's fault. I, I don't know. i I'm, Well, I'm waiting to really see what becomes of that. But then I see a story that talks about Denzel, my man, Denzel Washington, reportedly pissed about his new movie going to streaming as well because his latest movie with... Rami Malek and Jared Leto, Leto uh, The Little Things, that was released direct to HBO Max, which was great. By the way, I was very happy to have that happen. However, we really wasn't that good, Denzel. I mean, I really expected a lot more from you than that. But there was a lot of people, there are a lot of people that are seem to be upset about this streaming deal. So I guess it's reported that Wahlberg was upset about Infinite releasing on streaming services, and that it, you know he didn't wasn't aware until it was publicly publicly announced. I mean they've got to realize, right? I mean that's got to be part of their deals. I'm not really sure what's going on there. So I'll be. It's really going to be fascinating to see what comes out of this lawsuit and how these contracts are written. But I mean, let's move on from the movie theaters, okay? Uh, And to quote Jamie Lee Curtis, let's get rid of that. I don't need that. It's all about old ideas that don't work anymore. Mm -hmm. Speaking of... Go away, out with the old, in with the new. Don't care about them anymore. Just get rid of it. We talked last week about the Cleveland Indians announcing their new name, the Guardians. Getting rid of the Indians, those, <laughs> those terrible Indian names. So they're going to be called the Guardians, right? And it's a nod to the. I guess they have these Art Deco figures, the Guardians of Traffic that have stood along a Hope Memorial Bridge since 1932. And sure, they're the name of the roller derby team in Cleveland, but so, that's not the major league baseball team. So, out with the old and in with the new. Also, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to retire War Paint mascot. The team vows to keep creating opportunities to educate. If they think that this is going to stop People from protesting and having to change the name Chiefs, they are sadly mistaken. There's not, it's not going to be enough. So they're going to go ahead and no longer showcase the horse mascot named Warpaint that gallops around the field on game days. And of course, the president said, we feel it's time to retire Warpaint. A lot of reasons for that, but we feel like it's the, that's the right thing to do. Warpaint won't be running around Arrowhead Stadium anymore. Oh, okay. So you think that that's going to save you from having to rename the team from the Chiefs? (laughs) Okay, sure, no problem. He said they have no plans to change the name. Right, but uh, you can bet that they'll be getting guidance and feedback. On that uh, on that issue, and with that guidance and feedback, bye bye to the Chiefs. Guaranteed, that's coming sooner than he wants to believe it's coming. Speaking about what the old and then with the new, I see where uh, you know we talked. Uh, I think we talked about it. Where four thousand two Gandy Boulevard in Tampa, Florida, was the home of Clear Channel iHeart JCore uh, Broadcasting, where we I, mean, I broadcast from there. It's the mothership, home of WFLA. 970 WFLA and it's also the home of WFLZ and 98 rock and WFUS country and uh, 103.5 country and uh hip hop the uh, 97 95.7 the beat WDAE the sports channel I it's just a uh, you number know, there was I think there was uh, when I left there was eight stations I'm not sure let's see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, that's right. There was nine because they had this air soda station well, running out of the closet there with the computer system. But that building gone. 4002 Gandy Boulevard. Bye-bye. Uh, they got a lot of money. The company next door, the Macy's warehouse wanted to buy it. And uh, so I heart said, you know, okay, no problem. <laughs> we'll take the cash. So a landmark of radio in Tampa Bay gone. Have a nice day. And I see just up the road or down the road depending on which way you're going uh, there was a restaurant uh, on Gandhi called Kojak's and it's Kojak's House of Ribs and we've eaten there a, a thousand times for dinner for lunch whatever and uh, they're closing very sad so it was the final weekend last weekend and they were closing its doors so South Tampa staple since 1978 Bye bye have a nice day. Uh, Yesterday was their last day. Very sad news. I guess the owner, you know, was uh, getting uh, tougher and tougher and more expensive to run and run out of there, and he got a lot of money, and they're moving in to uh, condos, and he's taking the money, and they may open up somewhere else, or then again, they may not, and just live off the history of Kojaks, and people could drive by the the condos and say, Hey, isn't that where, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's where they, that's where they were. So there are no more, man. Wasn't that place good? Sure was, <laughs> but, uh, it's not there anymore. And, uh, boy, that's just the way it goes. So anyway, sad news, Kojak's uh, house of ribs in Tampa Bay closing, uh, it, it actually closed. I mean, they closed yesterday on the 1st of August. 2021. And speaking of things that, uh, out with the old and, and with the new, I see over the weekend, they talked about, there is no good reason that only citizens can vote, right? That's what I'm saying. There's no good reason. Only citizens can vote except, you know, that pesky thing called the law and the constitution, but Let's just move on with that, okay? It's time. It's time that the Democrats and the people who want non-citizens to vote take this damn thing over and grant permanent legal residence or anyone, anyone, if you're in the United States, you should have the right to vote. Right? Right. And in keeping with out with the old and in with the new, and we're in Tampa Bay, we might as well uh, stick with that. The Capitol Police are planning to open a Tampa office. Oh my gosh, isn't that interesting? The, the first step toward geographic expansion. <laughs> oh, that's good news. Yeah, that's good news that the Capitol Police are going to open up a an office in Tampa. That is so nice. I think they're also going to open one up in California as well. and that's special. So we'll have some in in DC and then we'll have some in Tampa. and we're also going to be opening up uh, offices in Tampa and San Francisco. That is so special. I, I mean that. It, it means a lot. And we know that Goldman Sachs in a time when New York is just begging people either to stay or come back. Uh, Goldman Sachs planning to open a new campus in Dallas, Texas. Wow. I mean, New York is done. You remember all those movies about how New York is, you know, the greatest city in the world and it's, you know, it's the mothership of cities, right? New York. I love it. Uh, And you, you, you'd made it. When you were working in new york that was part of the deal man those days are over and it's amazing that it's over when you have a guy like andrew cuomo at the helm of the state of new york and bill de blasio as the head of the city of new york those two guys are in charge and people are leaving (laughs) man who would have figured i never wouldn't have seen thought about that happening but it has because apparently people don't like to live under communism. Weird. All right. What is happening? Murda, <laughs> or at least for now, anyway. Uh, the virus will be considered like the flu. And so it's going to be quarantines no longer mandatory. Anyone who tests positive for the virus beginning of uh, the end of last month. So you're not going to have to be quarantined. And you, as long right now in Alberta, 75.6% of the eligible Albertans have received at least one dose of the vaccine. 64%, 64.3% to be exact, are fully immunized. Okay. Um, I guess in the next coming weeks, Alberta's health system will take steps to make sure that it is ready to support all patients, including those with COVID-19 and other respiratory viruses like influenza, which health officials expect to increase this year. Huh. Uh, in Australia, uh, they are, uh, Sky News is temporarily banned from YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. They need to be too, because they violated the medical misinformation policies. Now, sure, YouTube did not specify which videos were in violation of its policies, but did say they were numerous. So there, I mean, take that Sky News, if you, (laughs) if you had numerous numerous videos that are in violation Then you should be banned. And that's it. YouTube said the news site posted videos denying the existence of COVID-19, which I find hard to believe, but okay. And encourage viewers to take hydroxychloroquine. How dare they? How dare they? They should turn them off forever. (laughs) I don't even want to see them Uh, in business anymore. Sharon Stone claims she's being threatened she's going to lose a job if she insists on a vaccinated set. Wait, what? Yeah, she's saying that she's speaking out about COVID-19 safety measures on a set she feels is lacking. Now, this may or may not have something to do with her campaign to be a national board member of the SAG-AFTRA (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, she's running for a national board member position behind Matthew Modine and Jolie Fisher with the membership first party against the incumbent party Unite for Strength. That's Fran Drescher and Anthony Rapp at the top of that ticket with the blessing of outgoing leaders Gabriel Carteris and Cameron Mannheim. We hope and pray for mud-free election... <laughs> Yeah, you don't want... Listen, you don't want none of Fran Drescher's mud up against uh, (laughs) throwing mud on Sharon Stone and Matthew Modine and Jill. You don't want none of that. You do not want none of that. Now, she claims that she's, you know, got a job and she says that she will go to work, but she wants everyone to be vaccinated and she feels she's threatened that she'll lose her job if everyone is not vaccinated and she said she's trying to stand up for everyone. She believed it was ridiculous that she would have to go to work where it is not safe to work. All right. Well, all right. I mean, you could go to Broadway. Uh, Broadway uh, theaters are now going to require proof of coronavirus vaccination from ticketed audience members. Uh, not only that, though, what's good is that uh, guests, performers, backstage crew, theater staff, all showings must be fully mandated. Oh, and if uh, you're an attendee and you're not in a designated eating or drinking location, yeah, you're going to have to wear masks too. Now, how bad do you want to go to Broadway? I know. (laughs) I mean, I do. I want to go to Broadway because that is just tremendous. Now, apparently, exceptions have been granted for children under the age of 12 and for people with strong religious beliefs against vaccination. People who meet these criteria must display a negative COVID-19 PCR test from the past 72 hours or show a negative antigen test taken within six hours of the performance. Do you have to wear a little sign uh, maybe, you know, maybe a yellow star or something like that on your jacket, just to let people know that you're not vaccinated, but you're tested negative. That's all. Just a, that's it though. I mean, it's okay, right? Sure, sure. Now we know that Walmart, well the largest private employer in the U.S., you know, going head to head with Amazon, is requiring headquarters and regional staff to be vaccinated by October 4th instituting a policy that may set a standard for corporate America you think I know uh, we know that Disney uh, also issued a similar mandate of his own were there other companies that did that as well I'm not sure i think there were other companies that said uh you're gonna whether well, they were gonna require all of their employees to be vaccinated to come to work other businesses like Netflix, like Saks Fifth Avenue, like BlackRock, like Facebook, like Goldman Sachs, like Delta and United Airlines, like Morgan Stanley, like the Washington Post, like Lyft, like Uber, like Twitter. And sure, uh, New York and California are requiring that workers be vaccinated or get frequently tested for COVID. I'd like to know who pays for those tests. And we know that uh, 64% earlier this summer was uh, polled, 64% of Americans said they would support federal, state, or local governments requiring everyone to get vaccinated. And that's special. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, look, we've talked about it before. If you are one of the people that don't want to get vaccinated and you say, hey, I don't mind if you get vaccinated. I'm not telling you to get vaccinated. I'm just saying I don't want to get vaccinated. If you say that, uh, you want people to die. And it's clear. That's just uh, just the way it is in today's world. If you say that, if you're pro-choice, you just want people to die. And people want you to have your yellow star on your clothes, and they want you to be over there. Sure, you can be close to what's going on in the world, but over there. We don't want anything to really do with you. I know that we have all kinds of breakthrough cases going on. We don't know the exact numbers of the breakthrough cases. We had uh, people in Massachusetts at one particular area that talked about 74% of the people infected were breakthrough cases and we had hundreds of staffers at two san francisco hospitals our breakthrough cases they all tested positive for covid i didn't see how sick they were but we do know that through the cdc that fully vaccinated people who get infected carry as much of the virus as un- unvaccinated people i mean their viral load is as much or more than people who are unvaccinated. So they're, you know, they're still highly contagious. So that's where we're at with COVID-19 right now. So wear your mask and get, uh, vaccinated. Okay. Get vaccinated. According to the CDC, people who received at least one dose went up 0.8% and the people who received their second shot or became fully vaccinated with the one-and-done Johnson & Johnson went up 0.6%. So, get vaccinated, okay? At some point, we're going to have to talk about the show The Prince on HBO Max. I started watching it last night, and uh, we have got to talk about The Prince. It is hilarious. I made it through the first couple of episodes. I don't know how many episodes there are, and they're only about, I don't know, I think they they look like they're 15 or 20 minutes long each episode, but it's really, really funny. So I'll let you know how it is as I make my way through it. Did you see where Tiger Woods was seen? Uh, Looking like he's putting weight on his legs still. He's still got crutches. He's still, you know, definitely rehabbing. He talked about, uh, you know, how painful it was. And my gosh, the guy was knocked unconscious, had a laceration to his lower front jaw, bruised right and left rib cage, fractured right uh, tibia and fibula, uh, right ankle injury, plus... His other injuries that were, you know, still hanging on by a thread. So the rehab process is going to be a long one. But he looked good. Still hobbling along with crutches. This was back in February. So will he ever golf again? I don't know. I believe that he will. If anybody can, Tiger Woods will. No question about it. He's the, he's the man. There's no question about it. And uh, did you see where Kathy Griffin? Nobody, you know, look, nobody wishes bad things on Kathy Griffin. Well, maybe you do, but she just announced that she has lung cancer and she claims, despite never smoking and she's undergoing surgery, to have half her lung removed. She announced that uh, she was diagnosed with stage one and it claims to be contained. She said, I got to tell you guys something. I have cancer. I'm about to go into surgery. They're going to cut half my lung out or, you know, half of my left lung out. And she said that yes, I have lung cancer. The doctors are optimistic. They hope she doesn't have to go through chemotherapy or radiation. She should have normal function. She should be up and running as usual in a month. Okay, uh, you know, I I hope that's true. Uh, you know, she claims since she went on, of course, to say, of course, I'm fully vaccinated. Uh, the consequences for being unvaccinated would have been even more serious would they? Uh, please stay up to date on your medical checkups and it'll save your life, which, uh, you know, I don't disagree with now. Part of the story talked about her going into the hospital after her mother died and that they couldn't test her for COVID because of restrictions at the time. I don't, uh, weird. She said that, uh, she had COVID-like symptoms, but she couldn't get tested. I, I it's just weird. And that, that's out in California, right? It's just weird. But anyway, uh, you know, I hope that Kathy uh, you know, is comes out okay and is back to her fighting ways as soon as possible. I see where the lady we talked about the lady that uh got real close to the bear in Yellowstone. And people were all wound up because this woman was trying to get a picture with the bear and it was too close and you're supposed to be like 800 feet away and she was, you know, 700 or whatever it was. Well, they caught her. (laughs) Thankfully, they caught this lady through social media, investigators, have determined that Illinois woman Samantha Daring is the person who tried to get a better shot of a massive grizzly and her cubs in the clip, which has been viewed over 93,000 times. She now faces one count of violating a federal law, feeding, touching, teasing, frightening, or intentional disturbing of wildlife, nesting, breeding, or other activities, and one count of violating closures and use limits. What? I mean, it seems a little much for trying to get a picture. Uh, That's all I'm saying. But she reportedly posted numerous photos of the bears to her Facebook account, capturing one image of the creatures absolutely floored by the beauty of this place. Yeah, that's just criminal. Criminal! Criminal! (laughs) <laughs> I know she had an encounter and she walks away with her hands in her pocket and people were, uh, you know, stunned that she tried to get that close to them. But my gosh, if we, if she has violated the, I'm sorry, the feeding, touching, teasing, frightening, or intentional disturbing of wildlife nesting, breeding, or other activities, and one count of violating closures and use limits. Okay. All right. All right. Apparently, she has a court date toward the end of this month, and we'll see what happens to Samantha Daring, who is, I mean, a criminal. 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 How dare she get pictures of a bear and the cubs. And trying to get closer. <laughs> How dare she? She didn't even listen to other tourists. Okay. According to witnesses who spoke with investigators, other park tourists in the area returned to their vehicles when they saw the bears coming. And they warned daring to as well. <laughs> but she didn't listen to the other tourists. She was reportedly about 15 feet from the bear during the encounter, which, by the way, I might add, is far less than the 300 feet park regulations require visitors to keep between themselves, bears, and wolves. So I want this lady thrown in prison and the keys thrown away. How dare her not listen to other people telling her, You better return your cards! And when comes, the bear to come! try to take a picture you better return to your cars and according to witnesses who spoke with investigators, they said that other park tourists returned to their vehicles. They didn't say they so these witnesses saw other people return to their cars and heard the other people say you better get back to your car the bears are coming and then she didn't so huh, yeah that's what kind of criminal she is okay? So I want her, I want her in prison. Yeah, because she violated federal law, feeding, touching, teasing, frightening, or intentional disturbing of wildlife, nesting, breeding, or other activities, and one count of violating closures and use limits. Come on now. Are you kidding me? I get it. If the bears attacked her, then, you know, we've got to deal with that. But, and people get attacked by bears quite often in the Yellowstone Park and the National Park Rangers can't have this. And so we've got to identify these people and put, lay down the law and they identified her and they are laying down the law. So good, good, nothing else happening in the world nothing else.